0: Political rivals of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. They've had this nickname for him for a while now the Mr. Dress Up Prime Minister.
1: Here he is in Indigenous ceremonial dress. Here he is in Jewish attire.
0: Jesse Brown hosts the Canada Land podcast. He says conservative members of parliament, they'd even pass around Trudeau photos. He might be dressed like Superman or trick or treating as Han Solo or just trying to fit in with a foreign dignitary.
1: Putting all these images together would get a chuckle across the political spectrum.
0: So when images surfaced last week of Trudeau in blackface and brownface, it was shocking. But after apologizing, Trudeau almost seemed to play it off. Like, hey, you know me. I'm the guy who gets dressed up.
1: Yeah, I think the specific thing you said was something like, um, I can be more enthusiastic about costumes than is sometimes appropriate, which is true. He is overly enthusiastic about costumes.
0: How many photos have come out at this point?
1: There are three photos and one video at this point. Two of the photos are from one event. So there's three different instances of him in, in brownface or blackface.
0: There's one video clip where Trudeau is wearing an Afro wig. In other photos, he's dressed up like Aladdin at an Arabian Nights-themed party for a school where he was teaching. He'd gone so far as to paint not just his face, but his hands, too.
1: And nobody else did it. You know, if you see the other pictures, there are like a couple of guys who wore, one guy wore a turban and somebody else wore a robe, but nobody else was wearing makeup. I mean, he really took this. uh, He was a teacher, he was a teacher at a school related event and he 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 took it really far it's hard to see him the same way and i think that a lot of people are looking at his default image as a statesman as our young and well-dressed and well-coiffed and well-presented pr- prime minister and now you got to ask yourself if that
0: too isn't a costume of sorts and the timing of these photos for Justin Trudeau, it really couldn't be worse. When are the Canadian elections? October
1: 21st is when we go to the polls.
0: So when you think about these photos and the elections, does anyone have any idea what they're going to do?
1: It ain't good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something that uh, the debate is how much will it hurt him?
0: Today on the show... Jesse's going to explain the scandal that has upended the Canadian election. Justin Trudeau helped change the political fortunes for his Liberal Party. But now, he might change them again. And not for the better. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick with us. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. a few months back. And at the time, you talked about how you've been covering Justin Trudeau for years. And in some ways, it felt like you kind of grew up with him around because he was a political heir. Can you explain a little bit just the place of Justin Trudeau in Canada for people who don't know? Well,
1: this is sort of being positioned uh, Canadian school kids learn about What is great about Canada is that we are multicultural, and who is sort of the father from a policy standpoint of Canadian multiculturalism? It's Pierre Trudeau. Now, Pierre Trudeau is not an uncontroversial figure. Uh, He was certainly presented as a hero to me um, growing up in Toronto. The emergence of Canada on the global stage of having this intellectual debonair, prime minister, everything about him marked kind of Canada's entrance into the modern age. And Justin Trudeau is his son.
0: Pierre Trudeau served as prime minister for 15 years. When he first ran as leader of the Liberal Party in 1968, reporters called the fervor surrounding his campaign Trudeau mania. In this tape, people are running alongside his car like he's a rock star.
1: So, uh it's it's a similar situation. Uh the, the Kennedy clan, the Trudeaus, this is Canadian royalty. And a good-looking guy who um, made his... There were a couple of sort of acts of political theater. I, I hate to be so crude, but his his eulogy for his father was when a lot of people first saw him, um, you know, since they had seen pictures of him as a, as a small boy. And and then uh, an act that he has since described about, as a political calculation, and a really curious one in this new context, when he, as a uh, young member of parliament, had a boxing match, with a conservative senator named patrick brazo who is indigenous under the auspices of some sort of charity event he has a boxing match with an indigenous tough guy a guy who was uh, uh you know uh, known to be kind of a, a blue collar working class roots a guy who was uh, thought of as, as, as a bit of a tough guy and if he could best this guy in, in an act of like you know in, in the ring uh he could change the way people feel
0: about him uh, you're right he's from a tougher neighborhood Then Pierre Trudeau's
1: son Justin, uh, they are. uh,
0: When you look back at that boxing match, he comes so close. Justin Trudeau, I mean, in his description, in painting his opponent as a savage, you know, he just comes comes very close to that.
1: I I, I think that without using that incendiary language, he basically described Brazot as as as, as just that. As uh, here is this uh, this 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 tough, you know, kind of like rough around the edges conservative, uh, indigenous guy who, if he can beat him in, in boxing, like, like, I don't know what that matters, uh, in terms of his abilities as a statesman. Uh, but if he could, if he could beat up Patrick Brazzo, he could overcome this image that he's too soft, that he's pampered, that he's a daddy's boy uh, with a silver spoon in his mouth. Um, that is the political impact that that had as theater. And it was deliberate.
0: It's interesting listening to you talk about this boxing match. It sounds like Justin Trudeau's strange relationship with race, it's kind of always been under Canadian journalists' nose, but it's like they didn't see it because it's been everywhere and nowhere all at once.
1: Well, look, I I cover the Canadian media itself, and I am asking questions now, like there have been a number of professional people who have been paid money to vet Justin Trudeau. The Liberal Party would have wanted to know everything they could know about him to see if he was a flawed candidate, his opponents, other candidates running against him. So I don't know. And then, of course, the media itself in vetting a candidate. Uh, What do you do if somebody pays you to go and look through the person's past? One of the first things I would do is go through old yearbooks. How did we miss this? The contradictions of having somebody who is of such privilege, uh, of a Canadian royalty political family, uh, you know, a a white guy born into that who presents himself as such a progressive and an ally, um, while even before this happened, serious questions about whether or not that was all just for show or whether or not he actually, in his policies, was an anti-racist. In his policies... Uh, was he actually an advocate? And I mean, as as the, the person occupying the highest elected post in this country, doing everything that he promised that he would and was able to do, uh, even before this happened, that was very much in question.
0: Yeah, I'm reminded of that time he was giving a speech at a giant fundraiser, and some protesters showed up from First First Nations Indigenous protesters, and he sort of dismissed them and very sarcastically. And it was it was one of the first dings on him.
1: Absolutely that was a really revealing moment where uh, the protesters had to um you know pay for whatever it was uh, for $1000 a plate i can't remember exactly in order to attend where they surprised everybody by protesting him and as they were being led out of the room after piping up with their message of protest he uh, he very s- smarmily and smugly said thank you for your donation that uh, left a bad taste
0: so you know i i read one piece of analysis that said that the real costume Trudeau has been wearing has been that of a woke white bro who we've all been waiting for. It sounds like you agree with that assessment.
1: I do. Uh, I, I think that people have, uh, I think, a sophisticated understanding that everything in politics is performance to some degree. Uh, certainly he has um, fronted his, his uh, wokeness and his progressiveness as part of the package. I think that's fine if you actually are that guy. I think that one perfect example of Justin Trudeau being about optics over substance is when the news of the uh, of Trump's Muslim immigration ban uh, hit, and everyone was just appalled, and it was so ham-fistedly applied, and airports shut down, and everybody was just uh, absolutely confused as to what was happening. And then there it was, this, this uh, be- beam of light from Justin Trudeau's Twitter account saying... You know, if you are fleeing injustice, immigrants, uh, refugees, Canada wants you. You're welcome here. It was the perfect thing to say, but it wasn't true. Hmm. It was backed by it was backed by nothing policy wise. Nothing had changed. That that was not a tweet that was with relation to anything new that had happened. We were still involved uh, a party to to legislation whereby if 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 a refugee came to America first uh, and America did not accept them. Uh, their application as a refugee, we would turn them away as well. Hmm. Uh, that that didn't change. Anybody who was directly affected by the Trump ban uh, would find no refuge. There was nothing that Canada was offering it, with relation to that that was helping them at all. And in fact, it actually put people in danger because there were people who uh, had been in America who, who felt like, well, I, I believe Justin Trudeau, I'm going to cross the border on foot. There are people who lost uh, fingers uh, trying to do so in, in, in harsh weather. Uh, thinking that that actually meant something. It didn't mean anything.
0: It sounds like what you're saying is that part of the reason why these photos have been so inflammatory is that they've become supporting evidence for something that, for things that critics like you have been saying all along about Justin Trudeau.
1: Yeah. and, And it's bigger than Justin Trudeau because it's, Justin Trudeau is an absolute personification of brand Canada. And brand Canada is that progressive wonderland, that utopian, boy, if America could only just make a few moves in the right direction, get rid of the guns, deal with the racism, it could be this wonderful place just like Canada, we're used as a rhetorical tool. And it is paper thin because there are currents of racism that are woven into the foundation of this country that are still at play every day. And we are so enamored with this brand of ours and with this reputation, that uh, there has been a lack of maturity and a lack of real political will and public interest in grappling with the actual reality that a lot of people face in this country.
0: So let's talk about how these photos are impacting the Canadian elections, because in there you're in the middle of a race to figure out who's going to be running the country. One candidate has really embraced talking about this. I'm talking about Jagmeet Singh. When I responded earlier, I hadn't seen the image itself. And seeing the image, it jarred me. Jagmeet Singh is the first person of color to lead a major political party in Canada. He's Sikh. After these blackface photos emerged, he spoke emotionally about what they meant to a man like him. And I face a lot of racism in my life, and I can be honest with you, I fought back when I faced racism. I, I fought back with my fists. But there's a lot of people that weren't able to do that. One of my friends told me how he wasn't able to do that. He really
1: was equal to the moment when this brownface story broke. And he initially re- released the kind of written response that you would expect in a politicized response, taking advantage of, of the moment you know, to decry Trudeau. But then he went off script and faced the camera and just talked about how this isn't about Justin Trudeau. This is about how this actually is affecting uh, people of color in Canada and and kids, and how it affects him and how it makes him feel and what it reflects about the country itself. And it was a catalyzing moment. It was an important moment. And it was interesting to see Justin Trudeau's response. He he publicly let it be known that he would like to apologize to Jagmeet Singh in person. Hmm. And Jagmeet Singh, I think, handled that very well. He said, look, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you, but I'm not going to be used as a political tool. It'll be behind closed doors and it won't be a media event for you.
0: So it sounds like Jagmeet Singh is kind of having a moment. Does his party, the NDP, have any chance of making gains in this upcoming election? I think
1: from where they stand now, uh, all the polls indicate they're going to lose some ground. I think he's definitely making gains from where he was a week ago. Uh, You know, I think that there's there's hope for his campaign yet, and you know, he's in a strange position because they're almost as a certainty are not going to, you know, he's not going to be the next prime minister. However, the way it works here is that if there is a minority government, they may need the NDP. If, if the liberals form a minority government to, to, to actually form government, they may need participation from the NDP. They may need to form some sort of a coalition or, or some sort of a deal. Jagmeet has said he won't do that with the conservatives because their politics are just too far apart. Um, but he may hold the balance of power.
0: I mean, the... The argument of Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party is that if you don't vote for us, the Conservative Party will be in charge. Is that a real risk? You know,
1: Canadians are in a really miserable spot as voters because if you are a Canadian who who is offended by this, if you are a Canadian who feels like uh, either this— is an act of racism that affects you directly, or you feel any, any sense of, of, uh, obligation to care about other people in your community when you're making these decisions, or if you simply just feel like he's exposed himself as somebody who you can't really believe what he says about himself because he's presented himself as this incredible progressive anti-racist feminist character, you know, then this is the, you know, just the latest in a series of disillusionments around that. But if, if you care about these things, then You're not going to like your other option because the other person who has a chance of becoming prime minister is the conservative candidate, Andrew Scheer. So the most likely outcome is that a lot of the people who showed up last time and surprised the pollsters. I mean, the liberals were not looking good in the polls and then they swept. uh, It's because he got a lot of new people to come and vote. I really think that the vulnerability is just people who were so excited by this guy last time, just not bothering.
0: So who is the conservative party leader who could take over Canada?
1: I wish I knew. Uh, his name's Andrew Scheer. Um, when you say I wish
0: I knew, do you just mean like he? no one knows him?
1: Yeah, I think that there's, uh, I- even in terms of like familiarity amongst the electorate, that was a big hurdle for the conservatives. The people didn't even know, you know, I mean, we follow American politics more closely than we do our own politics here in Canada. Like we, we listen to American political podcasts and we watch I mean, the American news. I mean, you know, Trump helps, but even before Trump, uh, we are somewhat disengaged from our own political system. And Canadians like to talk about how boring it is up here and how that's a great thing. But anyhow, Andrew Shear had very low name recognition. And even amongst those of us who know who he is, getting a read on him is quite difficult. I think that he has very deliberately uh, set out on a strategy of, not making waves. One of the biggest problems for any conservative candidate in Canada is to seem too conservative, especially socially conservative. So you need to kind of dog whistle and make gestures to, you know, the social conservative voters whose votes you need to let them know, I will represent you, but I just can't say, I can't really bring up things like abortion. Uh, You know, your, your issues... Are things that you know are gonna you 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 can't form government if you go too hard in that direction, so Andrew Shear has been running up you know brand bland uh, and <laughs> in, in in contrast with Justin Trudeau and it's been pretty effective if he could just sort of stand there and not make a fool of himself that's probably his best shot.
0: Okay, so we have the Conservative Party and the Liberal Party, and it looks like one of them will be leading Canada's government shortly. Here's here's my question: listening to all this. There's no doubt that these photos of Justin Trudeau are not great for the Liberal Party. And you said earlier that really the Liberal Party is relying on people of color, people who hadn't voted before, who turned out last time for Justin Trudeau. And of course, seeing these photos puts those voters up in the air, potentially. So I guess my question is, why isn't the Liberal Party thinking of dumping Trudeau.
1: It's too late. You know, we're 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 a a month to the election itself. There isn't an obvious other contender. He still is. You know, the most famous Canadian, uh, maybe shy of Drake. Um, (laughs) And I think that they're just gonna they're they're in too deep. They're just gonna keep going and hope that something else. Takes over the news cycle and 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 hope that ultimately, I mean, you know, it's really interesting and revealing to to just read what is happening from Trudeau's supporters, who are now in this position of dismissing the relevance or importance of this repeated use of blackface, people who otherwise I think are kind of casually on side with anti-racism, casually on side with progressive politics, but when push comes to shove. They are willing to not only accept that he's done these things, but in a lot of cases, people are are making excuses for him. People on the progressive side of things, uh, and I and I think it's it's uh, it's really divisive for Canada because uh, because we have a lot of people here who uh, are not white and thought that they had allies and friends and supporters uh, amongst uh, the liberal establishment of Canada, and they're finding out that that only goes so far.
0: Jesse Brown, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you.
0: Jesse Brown is the host of the Canada Land podcast. And if you liked this interview, you're going to love his show. It's rollicking, skeptical, rigorous. We highly recommend it. Canada Land, the podcast. Check it out. All right, that's the show. What Next is produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, Daniel Hewitt, and Mara Silvers. If you want to check out what I do during the day, go find my Twitter. I'm at Mary's Desk. I'm Mary Harris. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.